0: Hi everybody. We're in Genesis twenty-seven. What's so. up? Chillin'. We're in Genesis twenty-seven tonight, so take your time, get there. I'll set us up. We'll get going. Cause we got uh we won't, we won't be that long tonight, I promise. Which means nothing when a when a when a pastor stands up and says that really means means nothing. I meant to do that, that was all part of my plan. Dropping that cap. okay you see how big my bottle of water is it's going to be short it's like a oh, one and a half liter bottle of water you better get ready that's okay no, 27 uh, is a good fun story but to set it up <clears throat> we need to remember where we're at in Genesis so we're on like week 28 now it's been a while we've still got more to go we're only in Genesis 27 how many chapters are in Genesis? Yeah, the uh, 50 something uh, give or take yeah well, whatever we got a while so just hang in there uh, it's good stuff. It's an even. It's a nice even number. So, <clears throat> where are we at? We're in covenant. Right? We walked through creation then came the fall, and now we're in covenant. And this is the biggest portion of Genesis that spans the most time. It's going to walk us uh, all the way to, to Israel, um, is this covenant aspect. And we pick covenant up with a man, Abraham. All right. So we walked from Adam and Eve through the fall through God calling in grace, people like Noah uh, to, to continue the line through his, through his youngest son. We get to Abraham where he's going to call into covenant Abraham and his family for no good reason other than that God calls and extends grace to a man that doesn't deserve it. And that's how he's been operating thus far. We see him working through youngest sons, all right, from Abraham to Isaac, from Isaac now to what we know as Jacob as it was prophesied to Rebekah. All right, so, so he's working in covenant through youngest sons uh, that he has chosen not that he has chosen the brightest and best but that he has chosen who he has chosen to work through for his good purpose so I pick it up in Genesis 27 where we've already seen some interesting interactions in Isaac's family with his sons alright so remember Jacob and Esau Jacob's the big tough one and Esau's the soft. okay good <laughs> Somebody's got to pay attention. Jacob's the softer guy that lives in tents, remember? Drives a hybrid, right? He's a good cook, right? You remember? Follow me? Esau, hairy. Big, just man, man's man, right? Wilderness hunter, gatherer, killer, right? Just a man's man, right? He's really, You know what he's good at doing? Killing and grilling. That's what he's good at doing. That's what Esau does. So we're entering into a story now that's got Isaac advanced in years. And I'm setting this up because before we get to Genesis 27, we have to read have to read another verse. All right? We have to remember what God said to Rebekah. That's in Genesis 25. In Genesis 25 and verse 23, God said this. To, you don't have to turn here. Just relax. Calm down. Just calm down. Just one verse. I'll read it. It's going to be our setup. Stay in Genesis 27. Don't get lost. All right. This is what God said in Genesis 25, verse 23. He said this to Rebekah about, about Jacob and Esau. He says, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples from within you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. That's what was prophesied about Jacob and Esau. One's going to be stronger, but the younger is going to be over the older. The older will serve the younger. So who's the older one? Do you remember? Who came out first? Esau. The big, burly, manly, hairy dude. He came out first. And then on his ankles, literally on his heels, kind of trying to trip him up, was Jacob. So God told Rebecca. Rebecca knew who the covenant head was going to be. She knew who God was choosing before she ever had children. And that was the younger child, Jacob. The guy in plaid who wears an apron and cooks well. That's who he had chosen to be the covenant head. But there's a problem. Do you remember? We talked about favorites in this family. All right, The dad's the leader, right? Isaac. Who's Isaac's favorite son? Esau. Esau is the older, the stronger, but he's not the covenant head. And who's mom's favorite? Jacob. The covenant head, the real covenant head, but the guy who generally seems to not be quite as, well, macho, at least macho. He's not a macho. Macho man. Don't touch the song in your head now. He's not a macho man, he's a softer man. He's supposed to be the covenant head. But the first one's supposed to get the blessing. But see, Isaac and Rebecca understand that God had prophesied about their children before they had been born. So what did they do? What's, what's Isaac going to do? Isaac likes Esau. That's his favorite. sure one of my kids just fell down. Don't worry about the yelling. It's okay. They'll be fine. <clears throat> Let's read Genesis 27. That's your setup. Remember who God prophesied that he was going to bring about the covenant through. And then let's look at what's going to be one of the most uh, messed up family. Just this is weird family dynamic. There's nothing outside the family. There's nobody brought in. All right, so it's not like Hagar brought into the family situation with Abraham and Sarah. This is just the core family, just as messed up as can possibly be. All right, it's going to be. It's great. It's great. It's good for us to understand this. All right, and what I want you to hear in this passage is the sensory receptors. All right, touch, taste, sight, sound, smell. Remember, look at the sensory receptors because in this passage, the four main characters Isaac, Rebecca, Jacob, Esau, okay, all of them go around God, all of them. And they're all utilizing their senses, what they can see, taste, feel, touch. The way they think about everything has to do with the physical being, alright? And that's how they're perceiving the spiritual aspects of God in this moment, alright? It's just interesting. You have that in your head. Now we're going to read some. Just some. We're going sure to we read the first four verses. We're going to talk about this little thing, set it up here. It says this in verse 1. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim, so he was having a problem seeing, alright? So that he could not see, he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son... My son. He answered, Here I am. He said, Behold. Actually, he probably sounded like, Here I am. Right? Because he's Esau. He said, Behold, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out into the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me delicious food such as I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Stop there. Esau's getting set on a mission. What's his mission? The first point. You can put it up. Is Esau's mission? What's Esau's mission? Esau's mission, so he choose to accept it is go kill something, go kill something good. And then what's he going to do with it? Cook it. Cook it, and who's going to eat it? Isaac. Isaac. So Esau sent on this mission to cook, to kill, cook and present his father with something. And what's Isaac going to do? Eat it. Eat it, and then bless him. Well, that's a problem, because Isaac knows that he's not supposed to bless Esau, right? He knows who's supposed to who's supposed to serve and who's supposed to lead. Doesn't he? Didn't God already prophesy this to his wife? He knew what was going down here. Now, Esau knows something. Esau knows that being the intelligent man he is, he sold his birthright for some soup. So they both know a blessing is not supposed to be going that way, right? They both know it. So what's what is Isaac, like? What's what's governing Isaac's decision-making process right now? Right. Now it's simple enough just to bless somebody, too, right? Like he did, just just out of curiosity, does does Esau need to go hunt and kill something and feed his father before he blesses him? Is that necessary? No. What else is Isaac being governed by? Oh, his stomach. That hits close to home. Doesn't it? Right? Who likes to eat in here? Anybody? Anybody? There's not enough hands up. You're a bunch of liars. Right? He likes to eat. Esau's his favorite. Esau, man, Esau can kill a really good animal and cook it really well. He's going to get a good meal out of it. Knowing full well that he is flying under the radar in the face of God. That's not good. It's not good. He's literally doing exactly what he knows he shouldn't do. Because he wants to. I know you guys can't relate to any of that. Right? You've never, you don't know what you should do and then do the exact opposite of it. Ever. Never. Right? Right. You guys always listen when Jesus is moving you and your heart to do something. You always listen when the Bible gives you clear and obvious directives. Like, hey, don't sleep with someone before you're married to them. You guys listen to that all the time, right? Hey, um, don't waste your time chasing after idols. Oh. Like, idols? I don't make idols. You have idols, right? What is it? Television success 4.0 grade point average heavy ray heavy ray what is it another another male grandchild uh, right <laughs> like what is it that you have as your idol that you sacrifice sacrifice for and you don't, you don't clearly run that in the face of what God calls you to do, ever, never, ever, right? And this is what I want you to keep thinking about, right? Where's the sensory, sensory receptors coming in? Where's sight, hear, taste, smell, sound? Where's all this stuff coming in? Like, where, they, where is it coming in at? And how, is the, how are they determining everything that they do based upon those things as opposed to upon the things that God has called them to do and what they know God wants them to do? Where is that coming into play? It's going to be more of it, right? Everybody's concerned somehow with these, with, the, with what they can see and feel, and what what what's around them. Not exactly concerned with what God is calling them to be, what God has told them to be. So Esau set on his mission. So set so the picture: old Isaac. He's in this room, right? Can't really see. He's older. Apparently, he's hungry. Sends Esau off to get food, right? So they can bless him. And our next verse is important. Ladies, I know this is not you, right? These first five words. Now, Rebecca was listening when, just fill in the blank, when whoever was speaking so that you can hear what they're saying. Stop eavesdropping. It's not, nice. it's rude. Now, Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. Rebecca. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebecca said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. So bring me game and prepare for me delicious food that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats that I may prepare from, from them delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And he shall bring it for your father and you shall bring it for your father to eat. So that, you may, so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to Rebecca his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I'm smooth. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse upon myself and not a blessing. It's a good idea. He's very smart, that guy. The sin, his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice and go bring them to me. So he went and took them and brought them to his mother, and his mother prepared the delicious food which his father loved. And then Rebecca took the best garments of Esau, her older son, which were with her in the house because she was doing the laundry, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And the skins of the young goat she put on his hands, oh, on a smooth part of his neck, and she put the delicious food and bread which she prepared into the hands of her son Jacob. Stop. Wow, that's a lot. That's a plan. Did you hear that plan? This is Rebecca's plan. Twelve verses of utter deception. Did you hear how? That's that's crazy. Now wait. Now she knows who's supposed to be the covenant head, right? She knows the prophecy of God. Who's supposed to be the covenant the covenant head in this family? Jacob. Jacob, right? He is the one that will be passed. The covenant head will be passed on to Jacob, the younger son, right? older son will serve the younger son. The old, the younger son is the one that's supposed to take priority and preeminence. He's going to be t- passing the covenant through him to his family. Jacob. So isn't she just doing what's right? Right? Isn't that just... Right? The ends justify the means. Who doesn't like James Bond? I love James Bond. Right? Good wins. However he's got to do it. Whatever he's got to do to get the job done. Kill somebody, sleep with somebody... Sleep with somebody, then kill them. Whatever James Bond gotta do, it's good. Right? Whatever Rebecca Rebecca's gotta get Jacob to get the blessing. So she's gonna do a little lie on the blind old man. How horrible is that, right? Taking advantage of a blind old man. He was also trying to end around God. Isn't this just a messed up passage? Unless you think Jacob is void of it, right? Jacob is not afraid. There's no shame, did you notice? There's no shame of his sin. There is fear of being caught, right? It's not like, oh no, my sin. This is, Mom, we shouldn't do this. It's, Mom, we shouldn't do this because my skin's too smooth. What are we going to do about that? Did you hear Jacob there? And Jacob's a good con artist, right? We already know he (laughs) apparently has a really good red stew because he already conned his brother out of his birthright. So really all he's doing is taking what's his. That's so what he's got coming to him. No, no. How big is God? How big is your God? Is your God as big as Isaac and Rebecca's God? Right? Because Isaac and Rebecca's God is not as big as God is. It's kind of small, actually. Small enough that they can you know, manipulate and do what they want. It's not going gonna, gonna to ruin God's plans. Right? For for Isaac, he has to bless Esau, right, so that he can, you know, get around God's wanting to bless Jacob, right? If he can, he'll just bless Esau. wins God's plans because God's too small to actually stop him. And that's exactly what Rebecca thinks. Rebecca's like, "Oh, God's too small; he can't possibly handle this. Maybe he didn't hear Isaac plotting in the night to take Esau and give him the birthright. I'll have to step in. Small God. That's a really small God. God obviously can't handle himself well." No, that's not it. These are people who see and hear right? We're gonna see in a second, they're gonna smell too. Like they, they they feel things, and that's how they're determining the way God works. Knowing what God says, knowing who God is, having spoken and walked with God, they still they're just not there. And this is where I tell you it's like two weeks ago, actually it's three weeks ago, because we skipped a week, three weeks ago where having a favorite child is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Right? You don't love what's... Like in your family, just don't love one child more than the other. Just don't. It's it's not good. It doesn't end in a good place. You make decisions against God when you do things like that. Outrightly against God. Like, screw you God, I'm going to have whatever favorite child I want to be, the one that gets the blessing. That's the kind of decisions you make. right? Don't, Don't do it. It's bad. So this whole mission is evolving, right? Rebecca says, I can actually make goats taste like the game. I can do this. I think I can get this done. So why don't you go bring me two goats, right? And we'll kill them, and I'll make them, and you'll take it and you'll get your blessing. But mom, I'm smooth. I don't know what we can do about that. He touches my arm, and this whole thing's falling apart. Poor Jacob. It's not smooth because he's shaved either. He's just smooth because he can't grow hair. It's not his fault. Can't grow, can't grow hair. Anybody relate? It's just tough, right? You just can't grow hair. So That's why it's smooth, right? So I recommend goat skins. Apparently they work. So she's like, no, I'm going to put these goats. In. Just she, actually, she's like, look, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Okay, just bring me the animals. And then, then you see, then, then, it like his light like, goes on later. It's like, she's putting the clothes on him and she's taking the fur and putting it on his arms. I see, mom, you did know what you were doing. You're so smart, mom. I must get my conning from you. Right. So then he's got these, it's got to be uncomfortable too, because he's in clothes that are definitely too big for him. Because <laughs> Esau's a man, and Jacob's just less of a man. He's a man too, but he's softer. All right, And he's, and he's got goat skins. Well, I don't know how gross that's got to be. They seem to have been just alive, and now they're not as alive. So I don't know if that's gross, but to you. But fortunately Isaac's blind. Okay, so he gives he gives her this. He, she gives him this meal. He's wearing skins and his brother's clothes. He's supposed to go in and trick his blind old father. That's horrible. That's just horrible. But he's a good con artist. He's going to do it. Let's keep reading. So here's what here's, here's Isaac's con. All right, this is I'm sorry, Jacob's con. Jacob's con on Isaac goes like this. Verse eighteen. So he went into his father and said. <laughs> and to change his voice, he like, said, my, my, my father, right? And he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? Right, because it's like, that doesn't sound like Esau. And Jacob said to his father, I'm Esau, you're a firstborn. I have done as you told me. Now sit up and eat my game, for your soul may bless me, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you found it so quickly, my son? And he answered, because, wait, get this. It's because the Lord your God granted me success. Wow. And then Isaac said to Jacob, <laughs> because his voice doesn't sound quite like Esau's, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac his father, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him and he said, Are you really my son Esau? It's another opportunity. We can get this right. He answered, I am. But he's not. Then he said, Bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank. And then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And Isaac smelled the smell of his garments. Man, Rebecca is smart blessed him and said see the smell of my son is the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed may God give you of the dew of the heaven of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine let people serve you and nations bow down to you be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's son bow down to you cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you you know what's so you know what's so hard about that blessing see, he thought he was blessing Esau with the blessing that God wanted him to bless Jacob with. Can you believe that? Like Those are, those are words that he, like, he chose those words to be said. It's not like like every blessing was like this form verse, right? Like he blessed, he blessed the son that he knew he shouldn't bless, and he sang those words to what he thought was Esau, knowing that that's not who God had chosen. Isn't it? I just don't know if it's refreshing to you every once in a while. Think about it: that the patriarchs just—they're not—they're like, like, like we're like, we'll never be like Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob. And then it's like you wake up tomorrow, you're going to be just like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? Just like them. Don't worry, I promise you'll be just like them. He said he it sang those words over who he thought was Esau, when he knew he shouldn't. But they pulled it off, right? He gets the blessing. I'm thinking he probably ran out of there pretty quick, right? Lest his blind old dad maybe figure something out he shouldn't have. Out goes Jacob, fully blessed. Firstborn, covenant head, with honors. Man, did you see, like Rebecca was right. Did she know her husband or what? Right? She knew her man, right? She made sure she put the clothes on them because he knew at some point he's going to smell him. I want him smelling like Esau. Put the fur on it because he knew that no matter how Jacob tried, he was never going to pull off Esau's voice, right? He's not Jim Henson, right? He's not going to be getting that voice right. So she had to put the clothes on him. She had to put the hair on his arms. It's the only way he was going to seal the deal. A lot of really just... Messed up, line going on. This is messed up. Whew. We haven't. You know what? We left one of the characters back at the beginning of the story. Who do we leave back at the beginning of the story? Where's he at? What's he doing? Huh? Anybody hunting, hunting. and cooking? <laughs> He's off working, and this whole. De- just debacle of lies and deceit is going on, right? What's going to happen when he shows up? What's what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. He's going to be pissed, right? He's going to be pissed. Real pissed. Verse 30, it's like this ship's passing in the night verse. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, right? When Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, he saw his brother came in from, from his hunting and he said... He also prepared delicious food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, this next verse is going to be great, let my father arise and eat his son's game that you may bless me. Oh, wow. And watch this. His father Isaac said to him, who are you? He answered, I'm your son, your firstborn Esau, verse 33. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me and I ate it all before you came? I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. Trembled violently. That's a lot of emotions at once, just so you know. He trembled violently because in his heart he knew who should have gotten the blessing, and he purposed to bless his oldest son. And in that moment was both sadness that he didn't bless his oldest son, but shame. And guilt that no matter what, he was caught not blessing the one he should have blessed, he trembled violently. It's overtaken with emotion at the gravity of his sin. That no matter what he was caught. Esau, Esau's like, I hunted all day, I got you food. What's going on here? Verse 34. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Yes, I'm sure that was like a crazy tribal yell, because Esau is like a big burly dude, right? Bless me even <laughs> it's like he turns into this like sissy though, bless me even me also, oh my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and he has taken away your blessing. But Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has cheated me these two times. He took away, and he's going to whine, he took away my birthright, like he took it? No, you idiot, you gave it away. And behold, now he has taken away my blessing, which wasn't yours, really. Then he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, behold, I have made him lord over you and all his brothers. I have given to him force. I have given to him for servants and with grain and wine, I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? And Esau again, he's just crying out. He's all said to his father, "Have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, my father." And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And hear the blessing he has to give to his favorite child now. And I'm sure this could have been done differently in different circumstances, but the circumstances that he's created to give this blessing and just, they're, just not, they're not ideal, right? Like. Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. Now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching, but then... I will kill my brother Jacob. Whoa, that's a bit—that's a bit of a reaction there. Murder—that's your go-to, right? But we see Esau hasn't made the best decisions, has he? Right. So Esau's murder choice probably is the what we'd expect, right? He's angry at somebody. I would see him going to killing, right? He's good at it. We know it. He's good at it. And he makes bad choices. So, I can see that as a viable option. He's pissed, though, right? Does he have a reason to be pissed? Right? Did he really get conned twice? No. If anything, Isaac got conned once, and he was an idiot once. Really, when you think about it. Right? I mean, don't feel bad for him. Don't get all, like, sad. Right? He gave, he gave willingly, because he was hungry. And you see, that's kind of dumb. Gave away the birthright. Just gave it away. Take it. If I die of starvation, what good will that be to me? That's dumb. Right? And then, he didn't get conned the second time. Isaac did. Right? He shouldn't have had the blessing. He wasn't supposed to get the blessing. So he conned him. He conned him out of the blessing. Right? No. He conned Isaac. But Isaac needed to be... Isaac shouldn't have been giving it to Esau in the first place. So what do you do? What do we do with this? This is like a mess. And and we're going to read this last section and we'll talk about it for a second. But I want you to understand that that God would have God would have blessed Jacob despite Isaac's sin. Right. He could have blessed him through the righteousness of him and his mother being righteous and not deceptive, right? Cuz God can do that. Like sin does not debilitate God. Our sin does not stop him from doing what he wants, right? In fact, it actually all the more is magnifies his grace as he continues to bring about his will and purpose through our foolishness, right? And our folly, right? That's 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 how this works. Do you understand? God didn't need everything to go right in this passage for Jacob to become Israel to be the head. He didn't need that to happen right? It would have been just fine He could have done that But there's going to be consequences for Rebecca. there's going to be consequences for Jacob, there's going to be consequences for Isaac and Esau all out of their, their decision making process here, the fact that instead of living through what God had told them to do they lived with what they felt and thought was best right so let's let's hear this close and understand but the words of Esau verse 42 but the words of Esau her older son were told to Rebekah so she sent and called Jacob her younger son and said to him behold your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you right that's how he feels better he's going to kill him now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother, in Haran, and stay with him a while until your brother's fury turns away. Until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him, then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereft of you both in one day? Then Rebecca said to Isaac, Right? So she told Jacob, Hey, you gotta have to get you have to get out of here because Esau's gonna kill you. Then she goes to Isaac, and she's got this this is again, it's like manipulation all over the place. I loathe my life because of these Hittite women, these horrible women that are around us, right? These godless, evil women. If Jacob marries one of them, one of one of these Hittite women, one of the women of the land, what good will my life be to me? Right. It's like this last deception in the passage by Rebecca. Send, you've got to get Jacob out of here. He's gonna marry one of these horrible, evil, godless women. Right, Send him away, or he'll be safe from marriage. Or else I'll be just, I won't be able to live. And what, what Isaac's thinking is, I won't be able to live with you, right? Because you're going to be going crazy. It's like this list. But I want you to know something that you don't know right now. Is that in this moment, when, he, when she says that to Jacob, you know, as a mother to his son to leave for his own safety she's never going to see him again she's going to die before he's able to come back to the promised land see God God didn't need God didn't need that he didn't need he didn't need help he didn't need her to step in with deception that obviously infuriated Esau so much that he wanted to kill Jacob he didn't he didn't need that like he had it. He had it under control. Right? Isaac's, Isaac's sin wasn't, like, surprise to him. And in this moment, we end, with a, we end the chapter with, we end it with a lie, but more than that, we end it with a mother who's never going to see her son again. Not just any son, it's her favorite son, right? This is her favorite child. Never have favorites. It's wrong. She's never going to see him again. He's going to go away. He's going to go back to Laban. He's going to work a lot. He's going to be there a long time. And by the time he finally comes back, I just want you to know, spoiler alert, Esau doesn't forget. He's like an elephant. But in between there, God's going to also interact with Jacob in a really awesome way. And they're going to throw down, and Jacob's going to be changed. So Say all that to walk into respond time. And how do we respond with this kind of a passage, right? How do we... Like we read this passage of deception and lying surrounding what God has called them to do, right? God has given them something to do and and literally every person to the letter end around God to get what they want, right? And what I want you to hear is that all they did is what we do every day. And sometimes it's just as easy as that, and the, the the broken record of sin is the same, right? So I don't stand. I don't, have to, I don't have to stand up here and be amazing and new all the time. Like I'm not gonna. Sometimes you don't reinvent the wheel. Sometimes the wheel is, hey, you know what God tells you to do, and you do it. Don't do it anyway, right? God tells you, don't do that, and you do it. And that's sin, and that's not loving God. It's rejecting God. It's actually like, and it's like walking to Christ on the cross and punching Him in the stomach, which seems a bit redundant. Right? Thanks for your sacrifice. Thanks a lot. And that's basically, it's basically what happens here. God has a plan, God has a purpose, God has clearly commanded and called. And in spite of that, in spite of the grace God has shown and the blessing that He has given this family, they stick it to them anyway by doing what they want right and that's kind of that's it that's it for us right and you're like I don't know I don't, I'm don't. i not rich that's the grace I'm talking about I'm talking about the grace of Christ like Christ on the cross Christ came he died for you right God came down became God man lived died and he didn't deserve he didn't, he didn't deserve to die he shouldn't have died he didn't, shouldn't have died right and died anyway Because He loves you and wants to give you grace. And He does that, and that's the grace you... That's more valuable than anything and every day. What do you do? Does that govern all your decision-making process? Or half the time, you just like, screw that, I do what I want, right? And that's where I want you to hang your hat tonight. Spend some time with God and pray. And here's what I want you to understand. God, like I say that to you, it's the same for me. Like I wake up tomorrow and half the time it's exactly how my decision process is going to be. What's, what's in it for me? What's good for me? How am I going to make this decision work? How am I going to make this time evolve to be benefiting to me? And in that, I want you to know is is not the, it's, this is, this is admonition, but this is also encouragement because God's not, God's not saying it that way, right? This is not the message that God actually wants you to understand. He wants you to understand. Yeah, you do that. You do that, I'm going to love you anyway. So take some time. We're going to have some music playing softly uh, in the background. Take some time and pray. Pray and interact with God. And more often than not, it's not like every sin, but it's one sin. Where does it come back to for you? Is it simply just your, your enjoyment your your pleasure whatever's easy for you is that where you go to with your idol like, what is that thing that flies in the face of God for you and talk about it with him because he loves you and he just wants to talk to you about it he just wants to hear your heart he understands that you're not perfect in fact he loves you through it despite it right so talk to him say God look I, I struggle here Um, No, I'm not bringing any new news to you. Ask forgiveness. Ask for his help, right? That's what we need. I don't know if you realize that's what we need. We need his help. God, help me to not be me. Help me instead to live you out to the world. And, And just spend some time. Get there in your mind, get there in your heart. Talk with God. And then rejoice. Prayers of thanksgiving. That's where you go to next. Rejoice for what you have. Rejoice for His grace. Rejoice for His love because that's where that's where repentance comes from. It is God's kindness that repentance comes from. Not fear. It's, it's God's kindness. So we're thankful for that. End in rejoicing. That's where you got to go. So walk, walk through that. Pray with God. Talk with Him. End it rejoicing.